0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Partner Buzz, the AWS partner Focus podcast in Australia and Aotearoa, New Zealand. My name is Richard Wilmot, and in addition to being your host for today, I'm a Partner Management Solution Architect here in Sydney. Partner Buzz is a podcast series for people in both technical and business leadership roles within our AWS Partner Network community throughout the ANZ region. We'll be taking a deep dive into a wide range of topics to better inform and also, we hope, entertain our community as we build together for our joint AWS customers. Today, I'm joined by Patricia Brunizio, Head of Marketing and Growth for DNX Solutions. Patricia, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Richard.
0: So today, what we're going to be talking about is marketing and the importance of marketing for our partners. And I must confess, in a past life um, in a startup <laughs> space, I wasn't too sure what the exact role of marketing really was. Um, take us through your understanding of what marketing is and also what it isn't and how it relates to your, your role at DNX.
1: Uh, I would say I'll break that uh, into... What what people think about marketing? Yeah, uh, most of I would say partners they think that uh, marketing it is um, this component outside of the company. It's like mm-hmm. you're almost sideways. Um, that is responsible for events, right? And uh, would be responsible for all the social posts. And this is definitely not marketing. What marketing is? Yeah, it is. Um, function that has to be part of the organization
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, how that's so like you being part is since the conception of uh, the uh, solution mm-hmm. when us marketers being in contact with other areas of the business with sales with uh, the technical team mm-hmm. hearings basically being the 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 person to Move that flywheel and bring the insights of the market itself, if you're thinking about an industry, Mm -hmm. and also what the customers are talking about.
0: I think that's a really important point to think about, Um, whereas I think a lot of technical folks who don't really understand the importance of marketing, they focus more on that solution. It's really important to think about marketing as a role to drive engagement, but also to communicate with not just your customers, but your future customers as well. Exactly. And it's a two-way communication too, isn't it?
1: Yes. So you have like one of the most important part uh, is to listen. Mm. Uh, What is, if you're thinking about an industry, what is the problem of that industry's focus? Mm -hmm. And then you think as a company okay is that the part that we want to be involved is that the industry that we want to um, solve that issue Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of general clients uh, it's listen that solution it's helping really then what is the value are we really bring that value uh that we as company Mm -hmm. considering that we uh we we sent it like we're giving to them Mm. Uh, and not only thinking in terms of um, customer retention Mm -hmm. so you you can have that uh, um, customer success um, person Mm -hmm. dealing with uh, with clients but If you have that function, you see like marketers, you're gonna work very closely Mm -hmm. because they are the ones that are gonna be potentially can become your ambassadors, Mm -hmm. talk about your companies. How many deals nowadays, or um, conversations that we talk about today? of black, I would say, of black market uh, that is having that marketers cannot measure mm-hmm. through different tools uh, in data. Thinking mm-hmm. about data, uh, so all the. Like in the past, it would be like the mouth, mouth um, talking about like mouth words uh, talking about a a specific company. So these are conversations that are happening in the chats, uh, in uh, the message from one person to the other, uh, that it would potentially become your future clients.
0: And I think that's a really important point. Ultimately, you're reaching people who might not be your customers yet. So you need to inform them of your value proposition so they've got a very clear idea about why they should engage with you as part of your sales function too. So I love the way how you talked about that as being a flywheel because unless you can communicate your value proposition really crisply and effectively, um, they won't know necessarily to engage with your sales process to actually get involved, with to become your customer. And I think um, if you could dig a little bit deeper... There can be a little bit of misunderstanding, um, I think, within 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 some portions of our, of our industry about where the divide between sales and marketing fits. Um, how do they operate together? What's your take, really, uh, in terms of how you operate at DNX?
1: It is uh, what we, we all we're all talking. It's um, the perfect alignment, mm-hmm. sales and marketing. Uh, marketing, um, like it, as in DNX, we we are very engaged with sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sit together in uh, weekly meetings, uh, going through the clients, uh, what they uh, what we're seeing in the uh, marketing, what's the possibilities, what clients are asking more, uh, mm-hmm. because that can be... Uh, through just some ideas, that can be a content Mm -hmm. for you to use to educate uh, others because if that's a a question from your client, potentially it's a question from others Mm, uh, that haven't heard about you but having the same issue uh, as your client
0: so potentially a valuable source of information are both those future customers but also existing customers exactly. as well. exactly because really by the time your your customers are engaged in your sales process yes um, the relationship is very different you're yes. looking at how you can drive value to that customer now you've identified them as opposed to um, driving awareness of the value that you as an organization can can provide as yes well. so what are some of those um Assumptions and, and biases that sometimes you find some sales teams have around that marketing function in your experience?
1: Um, don't know if I get this um, right, but um, in terms of what we do, we have the same goals right. and objectives. Uh, we, marketing, it's uh, once again, as I said, we're not sitting sideways. Yeah. We really, as part of a team that are, we want to have the uh, the same goal. We're going mm-hmm. to the same uh, I'm not competing with you or I'm not fighting with you. Yeah. We're going together.
0: It's very complimentary how exactly. you operate together.
1: So, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Uh should we should I sit together with you uh to talk like to just uh shadow you in um I don't know, in a meeting with a client, give you some feedback on mm-hmm. uh, maybe I perceived uh, something different uh, if we're not closing deals. Why we're not closing deals? Right. Is that because the uh, the material, the artifacts that we're we using is not clear enough, Our uh, a value mm-hmm. proposition to those clients? So that's, uh, it is complete, like all the time, uh, having those, I would say, Perhaps like startup mindset, like a yeah. test, uh, and and after test, like let's see how how things are going. What's the result? Uh, it's not going well. So let's go and try something different. What's your thoughts about this? Mm-hmm. And we constantly doing these. Uh, whole time not only in terms of uh, the communication um with um like through meetings with ourselves if we go to marketing i don't sit by myself Mm. um it's about the engagement with a wider team yes to build a campaign i literally applaud everybody and say like okay let's let's go and and think about it uh these are aims these are objectives uh how we're going to be measuring and and let's talk about what we're going to build uh, to to attract, uh, not attract only as um, sales engine, mm-hmm. but how we can differentiate ourselves from others in the industry.
0: So it's a really important point that that you make talking about. Um, I suppose with a. Coming from a traditional product mindset, a key role of a marketing function is thinking about what the product market fit looks like. And I think the the key is in the name. We talk about marketing as being a very key part of that process to identify whether your offering actually meets the needs of your customers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something which uh, is a really great learning for our partners to think about uh, as uh, as, as consultants. Um, You still have an offering which needs to fit the needs of your customers exactly. as you've art- articulated. It isn't just a case of, you know, you, you arrive at a customer and do whatever they tell you. Um, I think you made a really good point when we, when we were um, preparing for the session. You mentioned that customers don't really want migrations anymore in your experience. They really want that outcome. And unless you can really articulate that outcome very crystally clear, you just aren't going to get traction. And yep. that's probably where that sales velocity comes from, because yep. you're enabling your your sales teams to have that same conversation, so that the customers get a very consistent experience. Is that is that the way you see it as well?
1: Yes, exactly. And uh, thinking about uh, in terms of uh, the, uh, the clients, uh, people like yeah, some partners or even marketers, they tend to go to one. Uh, stakeholder. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the CTO because we're on a IT industry. And they are forgetting that uh, the CTO is not sitting by himself taking all these decisions. He still has to go to the CFO mm-hmm. to ask, okay, this this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he has also to articulate the why. Yeah, Why I'm doing this is just a piece of technology. But what that piece of technology is helping us to achieve a specific goal, because those companies also, they have their their aims, like the objective of the Mm -hmm. company, are are we going to expand for a a different region? Uh, Yes, we need IT capability. How are we going to solve that? Mm-hmm. Then when the partner comes in. So in the end, it's the value that you bring to the company. So Beyond that's just
0: the technology, exactly. it's got to align very, <clears throat> very clearly. And
1: that same CTO will have to sit with all his board, uh, board and come in and have those discussions, mm-hmm. thinking that those ones that are sitting with him maybe don't understand that.
0: It's a critical point that you make because very often... As our partners are engaging higher up the value chain, with the very different stakeholders that they have, unless you can equip the stakeholder that you're working with with the right language that it relates to the value you provide, they won't get buy-in from the rest of their peers to engage you and progress with the project. So I think it's amazing that you've said, um, you've really uh, for me, I think my main takeaway from that is that, that you've actually turned that stakeholder you're working with into an advocate by having the right messaging rather than just the technology to go to their boards with, which I think is an amazing learning. Um, Another thing I'd love to drill a little bit deeper on, um, how do you work with the technical teams? (laughs) DNX Solutions, we know they're they're a highly technical, very capable uh, organization, and as a premier tier partner, this is what we expect, and we're we're privileged to work with them. But as someone who works in the marketing function, um, who I work with very closely as well, how do you engage with your technical teams to, to help communicate that value to them and everything that they do?
1: Uh, first, in terms of um, them to, I think, having those conversations potentially with clients yeah. because they, uh, our technical team, they're also they're building uh, the consulting skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do have to also have that uh, mindset, okay, I'm talking Potentially with another technical person, mm. but that technical person has to go and talk with someone who might that's, be non-technical. Yeah, exactly. Again, right. So that's the equipment, uh, equipping all these basically our gen Xs mm. uh, with uh, having the value in right. their minds, what we're driving to uh, our customers, um, and then uh, from that, what uh, I'm always. I'm always talking with them in terms mm. of the technology. Uh, what what you're doing that are exciting them? Mm-hmm. That it potentially could be uh, something that will be exciting others. Yeah. Not yeah. only in terms of technology, and uh, I love to sit down, principally when uh, we're going to build a uh, build any case study mm-hmm. and and try to
0: piece this, the story together Yes, piece the, yeah. the story
1: together and keep asking the, <laughs> you know, like why why are we doing this why was that what was so important mm. and then see they feeling very proud at, at the end because we tend to um, think that what we do it's um, it's not a not that like important mm-hmm. uh, as a that technology, or it's not a uh, so advanced because they they know a lot. Mm-hmm. And then every time that I have those case studies, and I finish, like, wow, that was amazing. We could we could help these clients to achieve this or in that time. And that's what I think. When they finally they realize, oh yes, we did do that. <laughs>
0: it's it's a really interesting point that you make. So many partners that I work with. Um, it's amazing how many amazing skills they've developed, not just technically, but about the wider business domain and the industries that our customers work in. Because when you've been working that close as a consulting partner with a customer to drive an outcome on a project that could last months, you're picking up an awful lot of, of, of insight and knowledge about the industry in a very high degree. And capturing that and folding that into your value prop, I think, is critical. And I think you often spoke to me about um, how sometimes you need to challenge your team. To keep, yes. keep them asking that why and for whom, yes. you know, to drive that that awareness of the level of outcome that you're know, achieving, because once that goes all the way through your business, that is that's that's why we've got marketing embedded in, so people are always aware of that outcome at the end of the day. Yes, um, I think as you explained to me.
1: Yes, I think that uh, that's uh, another point is um, uh, as marketers, um, we it is. I think when you start like the company partners start to mature, uh, there is. This change, this shift of um, you're not building just for the sake of building. Uh, yeah. I know that uh, engineers, they love new... We, we, we do love building <laughs> the shiny things and following yes. the hype sometimes. <laughs> yes, but uh, in the end, uh, it is uh, it has to have a purpose. Yeah. So what is the purpose of doing that? Mm. And uh, when I see it with the other leaders, uh, we have those questions like, what are we doing this? And then... Uh, Yes, we don't want to challenge. Mm. You may not be um, as knowledge in terms of technology um, as then on that, uh, like very deep uh, knowledge. But you still can come like a well. But my clients are, are not asking for that. It's why, a key point. Why are we doing this? For whom mm. is it just for us to say like we do have that?
0: I think it's a really important point that you make, and it's important to realize. All the time, the technology is a tool used to solve the customer problem. Yeah, It's not the only thing that you're doing. Obviously, our customers are looking to buy those outcomes. Um, but obviously, we don't sell outcomes. We sell those services to get them there. Yes. And I think we need to be laser focused across our businesses that really we need to understand how are we are getting there. Um, but more importantly, why as well? And if everyone's aligned, it just makes that engagement so much smoother um, as well. So let's... You mentioned before that marketing can't be that standalone pillar. And I think some businesses, as they're growing, they might choose to, to think about marketing a bit late in the piece. And you've yes. articulated really clearly why you've got to get marketing embedded closer in. Um, you talk about how marketing isn't just about running campaigns. Um, it's about thinking really clearly around that whole business. How have you found that you can bring the business with you?
1: I guess um, um, even before, uh, so when you plan, for example, as a marketer, you as uh, we always plan one year ahead. Yeah. Um, but um, the, the difference uh, on on that perspective in terms of uh, having that startup agile mindset yeah. is knowing that you're planning for something that uh, potentially can change. Mm-hmm. So that's I think it's uh, a big. Uh, I would say if it, if something that I for partners to think of, uh, having that first, that mentality of uh, agility, uh, being able to quickly uh, change. Mm-hmm. Secondly, have the marketing um, teams embedded in, yeah. the, in the, in the company in our areas talking, as you said, like we were talking about like engineers mm-hmm. um, having, having, with like sales very aligned uh with the same goals having discussions um yeah so once you build that uh, so when when you're building that campaigns don't build by yourself Hmm. it is just really sit down with your leaders um with the heads of different uh, areas and see this is it's it's like a conversation. It's like yeah. This is what I'm, I'm seeing from the uh, from the market. This is uh, um, if we're trying to achieve that specific goal. That's my thoughts. Yeah. What do you think? So I, I literally I give the room for them to come mm. and say no. I don't I don't agree with this. And then he they will explain to me the reasons. Mm. Um, And the same thing that I can, basically, I have, I have basically that I'm very happy in that sense that I I do have that um, um, security of going to them, Mm. have those conversations uh, openly, and they will, frankly, they will come and challenge me and I can potentially challenge them back uh, and say, but uh, at the end, we all committed. Yeah. To one point, okay, this is what we're doing. What's the reason why we're doing this uh, not only for the company, but we are trying to aim uh, to solve that issue.
0: And I think the way you've described it sounds like it's really embedded as a foundational capability. It isn't just something which is on the side. And I know that some partners will look to outside agencies to help with marketing, yep. um, which I think it can be possible. Yep. But but unless you deeply understand your business as a marketer, um, it's difficult to to be able to communicate the right messages to market. I'd suggest. And I think in the past you've said that those. It isn't just about lead gen; it's about that communication yeah. to to align with what the message is and 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 make it work both ways. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so that's that's lots of um, <laughs> to unpack on that on that area. Uh, agencies are there mm-hmm. really to, as you said, like to assist. they can be. Um, they can be the tools for you to um, scale quickly. Yeah. Depend like you can use uh, agents in different parts of your your marketing uh, strategy. But uh, as you mentioned, y- you have to have that knowledge internally mm. so you can quickly pull up. Okay, this this one would be good for for mm. this piece of of my tactic, uh, rather than my whole uh, marketing plan. Because you you have to have that knowledge, you have to bring in and have that uh, ability to um, decide what is the best to once again to scale quickly uh, and do the engine work. Uh-huh. And actually
0: shape that message as well, which I think agencies could do. But but yes. it, it's it's going to be a, an investment both ways yes. to actually build that message, yes. so it's possible.
1: And then potentially it will take a while for those engines uh, to understand. Yeah. Uh, and just um, uh, I think for those um, listening, um, always thinking that uh, lead um, people that say, "Oh, bring me leads, uh, bring me opportunities," uh, be very mindful. Of uh, those campaigns uh, of just bring leads to you, mm. because potentially uh, they will not have the result that you want. Interesting. Uh, volume doesn't necessarily means uh, quality. And uh, we we had uh, like my my predis- uh, predecessor had uh, a couple of um, uh, users like of agency that mm. brought like oh hum, like we brought i don't know hundreds of leads and in the end even nurturing doing all the um all the marketing uh, work with them it didn't bring any result interesting because that's that's those were not our personas interesting. those are not our potential clients
0: so that's a really good point you make. Even though you might have a lot of leads coming in, yes. the qualification requires time and investment on your part yeah. to actually turn those leads into customer prospects. And that, that is obviously something which needs to be incorporated at the cost of sale um, and is a, obviously a very important investment into the into the future. But ultimately, if you aren't getting high-quality leads, your, your return on that investment is going to be significantly lower, which exactly. I think is an interesting warning sign. Um, I think... You make a really good point about that—that that ability to listen and inform, you know, from your future and your present customers is is critical too. Um, and one of the things which which you really point out um, a lot is we can often, as technologists, think that we're speaking to people like ourselves, uh, but the reality is the the stakeholders who we're engaging with are not going to be like ourselves, and we need to have some mechanism to to, to as technologists take it take a slightly more empathic approach. And I think this is where you've described that deep understanding of our customers' needs and personas beyond just technology is really critical.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Interesting. Um, So thinking about how you go about that at DNX? I know that one of the things that you do incredibly well is actually leveraging that content. Mm-hmm. Um, take us through your, your your vision at how you take content and actually start driving engagement and very clear messaging with that.
1: Yes, um, as I said, uh, if if you're always thinking of uh, your clients, if you're really client obsessive, yeah, you would always question yourself: am, am I sharing something that is valuable for them? Yeah. So with that in mind, you're going to be creating all your content around that. Mm -hmm. I'm sharing knowledge uh, without expecting them to be ready to contact me. Because uh, from, I think, every marketer uh, that could potentially be listening to this podcast, they know 95% of those um, companies, they are not ready to buy now. Right. They are the ones that you will be communicating, but they will not coming to you. So you might be moment.
0: nurturing them to be ready to buy in at some stage years, in the future, potentially. Yeah. Interesting. But
1: if you do the the right, like the right education, the right uh, work, they will when they're ready, they will be having you in mind. Interesting. Because you're the one who educated them for a specific. Um, outcome or solutions right. even before become uh, your client. And only 5% are ready. Hmm. And if you haven't touched them before, they'll hmm. be ready. So you've, you've already lost them.
0: Interesting. So it's a really that long-term communication yes. and education Yes, which is an interesting way of talking about it because often you might feel that marketing is all about selling more effectively, but ultimately you've got to prepare them for when they are ready. That isn't a once-off. That becomes a multi-year prospect yes. of that education role. That's yes. amazing. And and content is key for that because you also use that content to to close deals as well, yes. to enable your sales teams yes. to drive the right conversations when the time is right. Take us yes. through how you do that.
1: So, do um, so you have the edu- uh, educate part uh, from basically what you see um, um, maybe on on the websites, on the social, egms, but you have the other engine that goes back to the one that I, the part of the wheel that I was talking about mm. uh, for sales. So yeah. sales need to be true, um, sure, like the value that we uh, we bring to the clients, um, and have those uh, materials to come. Okay, this is what we offering to you, mm. uh, and uh, have. The case studies and uh, other other areas that uh, they can really ensure I know what uh, we're doing because we've done with all these clients.
0: In- interesting. So it's through that integration, you're ensuring that a customer has got the same messaging from you, right from when you have gone through that education phase, which could be a number of years beforehand yes. before they're ready. But then once they engage with your sales teams. It's a very consistent voice yes. that they're working with you, and I think that's that's impressive because for for a customer, that's a that's a great way to deliver on that um, on the expectations which you've actually prepared them with. So, I think that it's critically important that that education is obviously authentic, it's honest, it's trustworthy because that needs to set the tone for the whole engagement, doesn't it?
1: Yes, yes. So, as you said, uh, the, the voice, the communication has to be aligned. Since from marketing, what you see uh, as a potential uh, client mm-hmm. until you finish, uh, you've signed the, the project, you continue going uh, even nice. for even years to come. Potentially yes. if
0: they have a managed service agreement. Yes. Interesting. Exactly. So you can't really drive that consistency until unless you've got marketing imbued in every part of that flywheel, Yes, which I think is great. Um, and I think also when we start looking at how you can leverage content effectively. Currently, we're obviously facing, you know, um, financial headwinds. We're looking for more return on investment across the board, so we can't just, you know, um, not be targeted with our marketing and our messaging. Because ultimately, we don't have that much disposable income as as within the partner community to 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 do that. We need to get that good ROI for our marketing effort, as as you've explained it to me. Take us through your thoughts there.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Uh, and we really have to, um, I would say, segment for whom you're going to talk to. Yeah. Uh, there is, uh, I think I say that uh, most of the marketers know, if you're trying to uh, market it to everybody, you're not marketing to, to anyone. anyone.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
1: Because you, you basically, you're not talking. They don't, um, they don't see mm. on that, that piece of the communication. Like, what is that? That's not for me. Because so, it doesn't resonate interesting w- with me, with my pains, what I'm trying to achieve, so they just like okay, flick. That's that's mm. that's not the part that I'm going to be talking to. It
0: becomes noise, and exactly. that's very specific and targeting. Interesting. And,
1: and in a world that are we, in general speaking, that's so noise. There's so much mm. visuals and everything else to distract. You really have to. Um, work on the message to be very targeted yeah. for those of uh, people because if there is nothing to them
0: they'll just move why,
1: on why why would it why you so important I think, <laughs> that i have to listen to you <laughs>
0: i think it's a really important point which i'd love to just reiterate for our listeners that sometimes we hear our, our partners feel they need to have a very widely cast net with a very general message so they can capture as much of the audience as possible. But I think that that's counterintuitive. Um... Because really, unless you've got a targeted message that's specific, it isn't really going to land and have traction. So really, it kind of comes down to the quantity versus quality argument you made before. So again, being very specific with your value proposition, you know, you don't want to be a partner that does all the things. You need to be a partner that is an expert at one particular area or more than one. be the best
1: on that. But be the
0: best now. Okay. And and
1: not only on that, I would say… it is. It is not only the message. I know that um, um, some would potentially be okay. Let's let's see what my competitors are doing, yeah. and if they are doing great, mm-hmm. let me do the same. Yeah. Then you lose your authenticity. Uh, like you, what? What you makes you unique? Mm. Um, that it would stand you from the other ones. So right. you just copying and. I think potentially the clients would, uh, potential clients would it feel… It's a valuable brand too,
0: doesn't it? And that,
1: yeah. that doesn't seem authentic to mm. me. Interesting. So, find your voice. Um, it's um, someone that was asking me, what is the North Star they're yeah. looking for? So, go there and, and try to to bring that to the communication.
0: And structure all of your engagement around that because that then becomes your authentic voice in the market. Exactly. I think it's amazing. Um, Patricia, I'm afraid that's really all <laughs> we've had time for. It's been really great. Um, but I hope that's given our audience some really good food for thought and some insights on how we can all work better to build for our joint AWS customers. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Oh,
1: thank you, Richard.
0: And for me, thank you for listening to this episode of Partner Buzz and we look forward to joining you in our next episode. Thank you.